This episode of the Global Franchise Podcast is brought to you by Brightstar Care, a private duty home care and medical staffing franchise with prime territories available nationwide and five revenue streams for uncapped earning potential. For more information, visit brightstarfranchising.com. Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, bringing you exclusive interviews with franchising's biggest names. I'm Kieran McLoon, editor for Global Franchise Magazine. The thing in this business is, if you've got great interest in football, then brilliant, but you don't have to. If you can be great with kids and you're good with kids and you can you can be a big kid yourself, then then it's quite it's quite important. But I think most important things, they generally have a care of the business they're buying into. The world of child-centric franchises is an increasingly populated one, with the line between parent and entrepreneur becoming virtually non-existent. This is certainly the case for Rich Elms, who founded his child soccer concept Baby Ballers back in 2016. Popularity prompted Rich to launch the Baby Ballers franchise opportunity in 2017, and since then, the brand has expanded beyond its UK roots to markets as far as Australia. We wanted to sit down with Rich to learn more about the rise of baby ballers, his personal perspective on what it means to be a good franchisor, as well as other useful tidbits that the wider franchising community can put into action. So I think first of all then we should begin by talking about the the launch of baby ballers back in 2016. Um, What prompted you to go down the franchising route as a means of expansion as opposed to, for example, running all of the locations yourself? I think it was purely based on the fact it being financial, financially, obviously, um, commercially prof- profitable. Um, and also, if I'm honest, my, my brother's background is in, um, is in franchising. So I had a bit of knowledge in it. So my previous, I was at, um, I used to work in one of his gyms, which was a franchise. Um, so 50% owner with him. So I had a, quite a bit of knowledge. And I, I have to say, when I say quite a bit, there's so much to know in franchising. And like, I'm still learning every day now. So that was the reason, obviously, financial, it's easier to expand. Financially, it's easier to expand. And I wanted to see the brand out there. But obviously, my brother's background was quite key. Um, and that slight bit of knowledge was was, uh, was very relevant. So I just thought, you know, let's give it a shot and, and see how it goes. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, the the kind of children's activity and education space in which uh, Baby Ballers resides is, you know, an increasingly popular one. You're seeing a lot of brands and a lot of investors get involved. What experience or personality traits do you think are important for franchisees entering this space? Do you think necessarily, you know, they've got to have experience working with children or are there other things that you kind of look for when you're looking for new partners? I think number one is that they've... um They've got to actually have, if they're buying into their, your brand, they've got to have an interest in it. Because we have had people that don't, and they're a lot, you find that they're kind of, in the end, it seems like a good idea, but in the end, it's, you know, it's not, not for them. So someone who's generally got to care for the business they're buying into is, is very important. But also, um, the, the thing in this business is you can be, have a great, if you've got a great interest in football, then brilliant, but you don't have to, you know. If you can be great with kids and you're good with kids and you can you can be a big kid yourself, then then it's quite it's quite important. But I think most important things they generally have a care of the business they're buying into. You know, you see a lot of people investing in lots of different businesses which they know nothing about just because it seems a good idea, and then it can, ends up falling apart um, for them because you you have to have an interest. And for me, my my business was actually grown um, grown around my little one. 
so that's how it kind of developed and and grew but and I had a general interest in what my little one was learning what he was doing and I, I have a general interest in football so connecting them together um I found that that was a, it was a good combination um and then we come up with the name and then we were off <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like a really natural fit for you. Um, and just on that note of uh, having an interest in the brand and the kind of investors you look for, um, do you tend to find that most franchisees for baby ballers are of the owner-operator variety or do you have uh, investment groups, for example, who may open multiple units at once? In the UK, predominantly people that are that, that are involved in the business. Um, out in Belgium, it's, uh, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a board of directors that, that are operating multiple units. So we've got two very different, but then again, we've also got we've got the franchisee that kind of operates one club as a part time, just on a on a Saturday, but has a normal nine to five um, during the week. And then we have the other other ones that you know they're operating. I think we've got one is up to 12, 12 clubs. You know, he's got over eight hundred kids attending. So we we do have a bit of versatility in it um, into to what people actually do and choose. Yeah, so there's a lot of flexibility there, and um, uh, as we've as you just touched on there, you know, as well as uh, baby ballers having a real firm presence in the UK, you guys have also got these locations in Belgium and Australia, and um, I imagine more to come with the the rate that you're expanding. Um, but with those two markets in particular, what is it you look for in an overseas market? What drew you to Belgium and Australia? Well, I think that if if it's the individual you know i i like i said just before it's it's got to have a background in kids or a general care for the business is very important but the country itself i think it's always good to see if if that country is invested in overseas and 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 have you know if you see that then you know and, and it's working out there then obviously it's, it's something having a franchise culture i suppose you could say overseas is you know it's pretty important um but from the individual side then you know you if, if they've got, I look at it, if someone that is taking it on, if it's an individual taking it on the whole, like a, a master franchise, say, then he needs to have a similar similar kind of attitude to myself, where it's, you know, you have to know what kids need in their life at this age range, as well as having an interest, I suppose, in football, but having a care for business. Um, I think it's quite important um, for us. But yeah, on a countryside, I think on a, on a Based on a country, I think, you know, having a good franchise culture of, of investing into overseas um, businesses is, is, is definitely, um, definitely important. Don't forget that entries are now open to the Global Franchise Awards 2022, which is set to be the biggest instalment yet. With brand new categories, a refreshed judging panel and a much anticipated ceremony in San Diego, you can't afford to miss out on entering your brand for the chance to win. For more information and to enter today, head over to globalfranchisemagazine.com forward slash awards. And, uh, and when you're looking at the operational side of Baby Ballers, did you have to make any changes or adjustments to the operation um, when going to Australia and Belgium? Or is it largely a one-for-one one, what works in the UK will work elsewhere? Uh, there are changes and I'm going to be honest, the biggest challenge I'm facing at the moment is, um, is actually equipment. So I've, I've had to look at different new new angles because um, that's obviously a big issue. But the actual the actual business itself um, is pretty much pretty straightforward. You know, it's, it's an easy business to learn and how able is run. So no, there isn't too many tweaks on that. But as I say, the equipment side of things and getting that to to countries is is a challenge, um, which is something that I am currently looking into and changing. Right. Okay. And um, and having now run uh, Baby Ballers for over half a decade, Rich, um, what do you find particularly fulfilling about your role as a franchisor? Do you know, 
it's quite it, it's watching it grow i think you know seeing it's funny enough someone called me this morning and he said to me he said oh rich guess what and he's miles away he went oh, i've just gone to the um to the car garage and uh, i've just seen a little one running around in one of your kids <laughs> and i'm like i'm like great so it's watching the brand grow i think is is quite exciting from my point of view you know just it was just started as a little hobby and i just kind of had a vision that i think i could kind of grow it around the world i suppose um, and that was kind of what happened but yeah definitely the growth growth of it and seeing it develop that's what i enjoy yeah and as much as um you know you've got these multiple locations around the world now i imagine it wasn't a a journey that was completely free of uh, challenges and hiccups along the way um what advice would you give to yourself rich back in 2015 when the initial idea for baby ballers began taking shape what would you say to yourself back then if you could i would say take it take it step by step slow it down i know that sounds crazy to say but i think if i had done that i think it would have it would have been easier i suppose i, I know I, like i said i'm always learning and i think i at the beginning i tried to run before i could walk and i think that's why my my what i'd say to myself back then i knew my brand i knew the product i knew what needed to be done inside the clubs but the actual franchise inside of it i needed to learn more and um, the legals in it and all them sorts of things so yeah definitely luckily i have my brother with me that helped but you know he was doing his own thing at the time so i didn't want to kind of pester him too much but definitely learn yeah learn to uh walk before you can run would be my advice i wouldn't change it for the world though i'd say that. i'd say that now i wouldn't change it now but yeah yeah that's really good to hear and um and on that kind of topic of advice my final question for you rich is based around uh, a recent article that you wrote for us actually for what franchise in which you wrote about um, diversifying revenue streams for franchisees um, and i was curious rich to hear a little bit more about how baby ballers does that first of all but also do you think that that's something that enough franchisors take into consideration nowadays good question i, I think that you know how we what we what we what you need to do first is obviously establish it Make sure everything's operating, operating it, and then almost create like a all these little options coming off, be it merch, merchandise that you can sell, birthday parties, um, events. We've we've done events in the time. Once you've got the actual brand there, then you can start doing all the little things off the side that that can make the brand so much more, yeah, much more exciting. I suppose you know we sell kits, um, we sell teddies, we sell our footballs, we've got tracksuits. Um, I designed some some t-shirts saying high five and baby baller on them you know as i say we did uh, match like football matches and we've done a christmas party uh, called the <laughs> it, we can't do it anymore because the growth we are but we did do a thing called the baby baller door like the baller door the ballon door sorry right so um which is quite fun um but yeah this is this is how you look at it once you put your product then we just started looking at all the different things we could add to it to make it make it bigger and stand out more i guess yeah, some very um, timely advice, I think, for franchisors who are looking to maybe boost their brand in uh, in light of you know the past 18 months. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Rich. It's been really interesting speaking with you about Baby Ballers and your, your growth journey and uh, looking forward to seeing what's next from the brand. Thank you very much. With Rich founding Baby Ballers from a very personal position, it makes sense that he'd look for equally invested partners when broadening its franchisee network. Just having adequate capital sometimes isn't enough to qualify investors, and it's that hands-on drive that can really set the best franchisees apart from the rest. With Baby Ballers being a fairly new brand in the industry, it was also very interesting to hear Rich's advice for his younger self. 
Sometimes it's easy to get ahead of yourself with scale and development, but slowing things down and taking the time to get your fundamentals right can make all the difference down the line. We'd be keen to hear your thoughts on this. What advice would you give to yourself earlier on in your franchising career? Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.